Folks, it's time for another edition of Boomtown Pod, all things MMA. And we're coming off of a crazy great card at UFC 253. We're going to recap that. We're also going to talk about UFC 254 and some news making its ways in regards to a future event as well. This is going to be a real heavy one, so hopefully you guys are geared up for this one. And uh, lots to talk about on the show today, including some winners as well. And we'll get into that. Of course, we can't make this happen without the Portillo Group, the premier shipping option to and from Mexico. 30-year history with companies like Colgate, L'Oreal, and Nestle. They have medical-grade masks, gloves, and gowns as well. Mention Blue Collar for deals and discounts today. Well, like I said, UFC 253 is in the books, and it lived up to the advertising that had been going on the entire time. I want to kick things off on the main card because our Canadian boy, Hakeem, pulled off a decision win. It was a great fight start to finish. Uh, Hakeem really dictated the pace good for him, uh, looking like he wants a top 15 guy. Not sure who they're going to feed him right now, but a very big win, moving his record to 12-1-1. and Of course, Hakeem being from Calgary, he's our boy. He even said Canada stand up during it, and uh, we are. We're paying attention, Akeem. Keep doing what you're doing. I want to focus mainly on the co-main event and, of course, the main event as well. Now, of course, in the light heavyweight, we had Jan versus Dom, and it was a spectacular fight. Dominic Reyes, of course, coming off his loss to John Jones, looked sharp against that. A lot of people had him sided against Jones in that, three rounds to two. One judge was out the fucking lunch saying it was 49-46. He was taking a piss break, obviously, in that. But uh, anyways, Jan looked like the Polish hammer that he is. And man, did he beat the brakes off of Dominic Reyes's face. An overhand left, it kind of looked like, from the top part connected on Dom's chin. That was lights the fuck out. It was over. Jan is now your light heavyweight UFC champion. I'm assuming Dominic Reyes will be back. I'm not sure who they're going to give Jan at this point. He called out John Jones at the end of that fight and said, John, I've wanted you this whole time. But as we know, John Jones making his way up to the heavyweight division. So I don't see that fight happening anytime soon. So it's going to be the next in line for Jan. Not sure who they're going to give him. Like I said, I could see Reyes being back in that rematch fight. But also Reyes looked like he needed some things to work on. He kind of looked gassed right off the get-go, which was... A bit weird. Obviously, it took him till about the third or fourth round to kind of tire out against the very game John Jones. But that's typical when you're fighting John Jones. I mean, he is a champion for a reason, or was a champion for a reason, I should say. Jan looked great, moves his record to 27 and 8. Dom falls to 12 and 2. And then, of course, we move up into the main event, which I'm sure, uh, according to a lot of the folks that follow us on Facebook, you guys had Paulo Costa wanting to pull this thing off. And it seemed uh, when I was doing the draw for you guys, you guys were split down the middle. It was literally six and six for the giveaway for six people choosing for Adesanya, six people choosing for Paulo Costa. And I didn't really have a dog in the fight. I was very cool with either or person winning. Israel just continues his dominance, man. Paulo Costa, I'm not, 
I'm not exactly sure what to think on Paulo Costa yet. Now, he's looked dominant and obviously being 13-1 and now with that loss coming to Israel, but he looked very good in the matchups leading to this one, and this fight just got away from him. Israel is so good at picking you apart, and he did precisely that. He's so accurate with every single strike, and it's it's crazy. He is definitely somebody that uh, if the UFC, if you guys didn't know about the UFC, he's putting it back on the map. He is an incredible fighter. Stylistically, I think he's a nightmare matchup for about 90% of people in the middleweight division. But yeah, Paulo Costa, not happy with the loss. Obviously, Paulo Costa forced to uh, stop TKO decision round two, three minutes, 59 seconds in. And he's very upset, taking to Instagram and Twitter, of course, since the fight, because he thought he was disrespected by Israel. Now, if you watch the replay, Israel does win, but he kind of like triumphs his back in a way. And it's like a little bizarre. I've never seen a celebration quite like that. But after all the trash talk that was thrown out by Costa and their camp to Israel, I don't know. I'm not saying it's out of the norm for a fighter to do disrespectful things when they win. You're on a momentum high. You do some crazy shit. But humping another guy's back was about the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But congratulations to Israel Adesanya, who keeps his middleweight championship. And like I said, just like the light heavyweight, I really don't know what's next in middleweight for Israel. Uh, Tiago Santos is a name that's being tossed around. Paulo Costa is also another name uh, with a rematch. And I, I, it's it's up in the air. We'll see what happens. Robert Whitaker and Jared Kanye are going to be fighting as well. And after the fight, Israel actually said that he wouldn't mind facing Jared. So we will see what happens there. I'm looking forward to that. No matter what fight ends up being there, Israel Adesanya, folks, is the real fucking deal. So pay attention to that. This was a really fun weekend for me. I got to do some pretty cool giveaways, but we couldn't do it without living my best cigar life.com. Now, if you guys are into cigars, check out the latest player to the game, living my best cigar life.com with over 1500 premium cigars, various size humidors, gift sets, name brand accessories, and monthly specials that you can check out on their Facebook, living my best cigar life and their Twitter as well. My Best Cigar Life. And when ordering, make sure to use My Best Cigar Life, all in caps, for a $10 discount. And don't just live your life, live your best cigar life, which uh, I want to give a quick shout out to them. They were a great sponsor in our giveaway, giving a $75 gift certificate to their store, as well as us here at Blue Collar Media Group, giving a UFC 253 walkout t-shirt to the winner who uh, who predicted, obviously, the fight between Costa and Adesanya. Now, if you're not following us on Facebook, that's where you can see 90% of our stuff, okay? Follow us there, Boomtown Pod, all things MMA. Give us a like. Make sure to comment and subscribe to our, uh, of course, Facebook as well, because that's where we're doing a lot of our giveaways. Now, congratulations going out to one of our guests, actually, Cole Smith from Sandman Boxing System, who won himself an Israel Adesanya walkout tee, and he chose some cigars to celebrate with. Those are being shipped to him as we speak, so congratulations. And hopefully by the time you hear this podcast, you're smoking on one of them illustrious cigars, you know? But again, we couldn't do that without the good folks of Blue Collar Media Group and livingmybestcigarlife.com. So thanks to both of those folks. Now we look forward to, of course, UFC 254. Of course, that is Habib Nurmagomedov versus Justin Gaethje. That's your headlining fight. Justin coming off of a huge win against Tony Ferguson. Habib coming off of a massive win against Conor McGregor. Now let's face it. This is going to be a war. No matter what you say, Habib, everybody's saying, well, he's just going to take Gaethje down to the ground, wrestle him, and beat him up. And I would say, yeah, that's probably accurate. But Justin Gaethje proved to everyone in the world when he fought Tony Ferguson that he is no 
slouch. His pace is insane. His punching, if you could, if you, there was the very first card, of course, UFC 250, where we hadn't had any fans. So you could hear every single punch that Justin gave to you was landing. And my God, any other human being that got punched like that, except for Tony Ferguson, would have died. I would have been dead by round two, for sure. Sign me up, mom. Here's the will. It's over. But that is going to be a fantastic fight. I'm glad it's being made. So that is all taking place October 24th at Fight Island. Still there. They went back, which is awesome because international fighters are able to make the journey there. This card is fucking stacked from top to bottom. It is fantastic. At the very bottom, this is your matchup. Magomov and Kaliev versus Ion Kutelba. Now, if you don't know, this is a, a fight that was supposed to be made before Ion got COVID and was diagnosed and couldn't actually go to the fight. So that is going to be kicking things off in the light heavyweight division. Then we got Cynthia Calvillo, who's a badass against Lauren Murphy, who's also a badass. Cynthia with a 9-1-1 record. Lauren with a 13-4 record. That is in the women's flyweight division. That one is going to be a super fun matchup. And then, of course, in lightweight, this is a guy that's a gatekeeper. It seems that way now since his move over to lightweight. Rafael DeSandros versus Imlov Makachev. And this is going to be another great fight. Islam coming up at 18-1. Rafael DeSandros, a former champion, 29-13. And has been, like I said, the gatekeeper, it seems like, in this lightweight division. That if you beat Rafael, you might have a shot at the title. So if Islam can do exactly that... Look out, lightweight division. You might have a number one contender there. In the heavyweight division, this one's a pretty cool matchup. Alexander Volkov versus Walt Harris. This is anybody's anybody's fight. A dog's fight, man. Walt Harris, super powerful, coming off a loss to Alistair Overeem. Alexander Volkov winning his last fight. So this should be a very interesting matchup in the heavyweight division. I'm sure this will make a contender out of someone. I'm assuming they'll probably have to face Alistair Overeem, whoever wins this fight. And then the co-main event, this is the one that I was talking about earlier, which could be a lot of interesting stipulations when it comes to the middleweight division. Now, Robert Whitaker is the former champion, right? He lost to Israel Adesanya. Jared Kanye is uh, also a great fighter, 13-4, and four, and he is friends with Israel. And Israel said he's a beautiful man in the post-253 post conference and said that he would love to fight him, but he needs to beat Robert Whitaker first. And I agree. Robert Whitaker is a matchup nightmare against anyone, even against Adesanya. It was a decent fight, but Israel just prevailed and was too much that evening. Robert Whitaker had an off night and apparently lots going on in his personal life that really took away from that fight. So we should see maybe a rejuvenation Robert Whitaker, a former champion who I am putting my money on in this race. Jared Kanye, a very good fighter, though. Don't get me wrong. He will make noise. This will be a matchup that you want to watch. UFC 254 is going to be lights the fuck out, and I'm sure a lot of people will be betting on it. And you can do so with Thrive Fantasy, the newest fantasy game that takes hours of work to find that diamond in the rough out of the equation. It's just best on best. They also have prop betting and everything else you need to not just survive the gambling experience, but to thrive in it. Deposit 20 bucks today, $20, and get in matched by entering code BCMG. The other stuff that I want to talk about today that's making its rounds is UFC 256 getting a whole lot more interesting. Slated for the card at this very moment, as we speak, is a fight in the works between Jorge Mazadal, which gamebred, street Jesus, we all know him, versus Chaos, Kobe Covington, which is just going to be one hell of a fight. Now, these are my predictions right now. 
for each guy to win, Jorge Mazadal, if he wins, he needs to precisely strike and hit accurately because Kobe Covington, as we know, has a chin and will pace the shit out of you the entire time. Covington obviously coming off a five-round war and where he absolutely beat the brakes off of Tyrone Woodley. Jorge losing that fight against Kamara Usman for the title. Now, Chaos is very much like Kamara Usman. Very good wrestler, very underrated striker, precise. If you saw that fight between Usman and Covington, you would know exactly that I'm talking about. It was a five-round five war. So we should see. But in my predictions, Street Jesus needs to win by a TKO. Kobe could finish in multiple ways. I see him dominating that fight. It's going to be interesting. I know a lot of fans are going to be looking forward to this one on UFC 256. This is a big-time fight. If you're not excited for this, don't listen to this podcast. Honest to God. This is every kind of stylistic matchup you dream of. And I know a lot of you folks are excited about that. This podcast is one of my favorite things to do. It's one of my favorite things to deliver to you guys. And it wouldn't be possible without good folks like loveyco.com. And if you're a female listener, listen, this one's for my ladies. If you're a female listener looking for that specific special gift for your significant other, then check out loveyco.com for all the latest fashion and tips. Make sure to use the code PUCKLEHEAD and you're going to get 10% off your order. Now, obviously, you want to get that gift for your significant other. And if you're going to buy one for me, even the host of the show, how you doing? It's loveyco, L-O-V-E-Y-C-O.com. Go and get your gift. Hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. This is episode number six of the Boomtown Pod, courtesy of the Blue Collar Media Group, your home for all things MMA. It's the only thing that stops the ache. But it's made of all the things I have to take.